Hi, this is Beth AQ, and this is the podcast of The Glass House, a weekly radio show that airs on Triple R each Wednesday. The Glass House is a space for spoken word artists, poets, sound makers, audio storytellers, emerging cultural leaders, thinkers, writers, and anyone who celebrates story as a means of self-expression, self-representation, and community building. I hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via Twitter at BethanyAQ or the Triple R website. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened and arisen. There is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. For another Wednesday afternoon, I would like to acknowledge that we broadcast on stolen, unceded lands. We broadcast from the lands of the Rwandri people of the Kulin Nation, and I acknowledge the Rwandri people as the traditional custodians of this land who have cared for and told stories on these lands since time immemorial. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. This afternoon, I will be speaking with legal scholar James Parker and curator Joel Stern to chat all about a new initiative called Machine Listening, a Curriculum. Uh, It is created for liquid architecture as part of Unsound 2020 Intermission. And Machine Listening is a new investigation and experiment in collective learning. And they've created this amazing evolving resource that comprises of existing and also newly commissioned writing interviews, music and artworks. So I'm very excited to delve into that in a little bit. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up the Triple R website to find out how. Our devices are listening to us and with that brings many questions and challenges around how we navigate our lives. Liquid Architecture and Unsound uh, have joined forces to launch Machine Listening, which is a new collaborative project engaging artists, musicians, writers, activists and educators. It does kick off this Friday and runs all over the weekend. And joining me to speak about it, I have legal scholar James Parker and curator Joel Stern. Thank you both so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks. 
Um, I'd love to just start with the basics. So what is machine listening? Shall I take this one, Joel? Please. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think on some level people are familiar with the idea of machine listening. You know, when you speak to um, a smart speaker or even a call center or Siri or Alexa, you know, um, automatic speech recognition is something we're quite familiar with now. Um, so, you know, you interact with a device and it seems to be listening to you. That's kind of, you know, the, the, the application of machine listening that people um, have become quite accustomed to quite quickly over the last you know, a few years, it's not even really a decade. Um, but there's many, many more applications of machine listening. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, there's so many things like gunshot recognition. Um, there's um, uh, machine listening techniques being used to analyze sonic environments, to hear the sh sounds of babies crying or glass shattering or gunshots going off. Um, uh, you know, and, and many, many, many more things than that. Um, machine listening used not to just understand what you're saying, but how you're saying it, what your emotional state seems to be. Machine listening um, technologies that um, use AI to supposedly determine your gender or ethnicity or, you know, all sorts of um, uh, characteristics of you as an individual. And so, you know, this is an emergent field of science and technology basically you know it's it's um that's sort of embedding itself in, in into our into our daily lives fast but we i guess we want to also say you know one of the kind of interventions of the project is to say that this is also a field of power uh, you know it's it's machine listening is a new way in which um companies states you know after the snowden revelations we should also of course think of uh state listeners state actors listening um that, that you know that that they're they increasingly know things about us they um, extract data about us um it's a form of um data colonialism um in, in a certain kind of way um capital accumulation automation control so we want to sort of make machine listening a kind of an object of political, artistic, aesthetic, critical concern uh, and, you know, start a conversation about machine listening that's more than just about um, whether Facebook's listening to you. <laughs> I think um, it's... Oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to add to that, um, that it, it, you know, it's, it's also um, been a field of experimentation for, for artists and musicians, <laughs> you, you know, um, for, for, for some time um, now. And, and the, um, I'm, I'm not sure if James um, mentioned um, in that introduction, but, you know, the term machine listening um, is sort of introduced in, in a substantial way um, within computer music circles and, and sort of composers who um, are thinking about um, how they might, you know, for instance, improvise with computers or, or set up, um, you, you know, computer instruments that would uh, listen to them and respond and um, allow for different kinds of human-machine um, interaction. Um, and, you know, so another part of the project for us is to kind of mobilise the skills of musicians um, and artists who listen in, in really imaginative and creative ways um, also to, to sort of detourn or, or reorient um, some of these technologies and come up with um, really unusual and, and sort of um, unexpected applications for them. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think it's such an interesting area to explore. And um, James, I love how you talk about power because I feel like, um, I suppose in layman's terms, like 
I think there's a lot of fear around machine listening because people don't necessarily completely understand what it means. As you said, people are scared Facebook's listening to us. And um, I suppose, you know, fear comes from a lack of understanding. And, you know, this project, as from what I've read of it, is really centred in um, in learning. And, you know, you talk about creating a curriculum. So I suppose empowering people to have knowledge um, around what this is and what it could mean to their lives. Um, I'd love to understand I suppose why you really wanted to center this project around a curriculum and around learning and, and why that kind of framing is important um, that, that's a great question thank you um, I mean there's a there's a few different ways of responding to it you know one would be to just mention um, our other collaborator who's not able to make it now which is uh, Sean Dockray who's an artist and thinker who's been involved in sort of open source politics and public education projects for a long time and so I just want to sort of acknowledge that 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 you know, the, the sort of the pedagogical or the educational element of the project largely comes from him. But I also teach in a university in Jordan's too. And I think we need to, we need to, um, you know, recognize the political context around the university at the moment too, right? You know, universities are under serious threat at the moment um, with COVID and the government's response to it and the way that they've been left out of JobKeeper and so on and so on. So, you know, there's partly... Um, a matter of just doing public education, you know, or doing some of our thinking in public. Um, you know, we've done 14 interviews with made various thinkers um, around and artists and practitioners around machine listening. And we wanted to share them, you know, um, rather than, you know, collect them and deliver our findings in a number of years. So it's partly just about, you know, do, doing education, doing doing our learning and our research in public at a time when that seems, that seems to matter a lot. Mm. But it's also about... Um, the project itself, you know, so people are increasingly, you know, they, they, there's a discourse around, um, you know, facial recognition or the politics of search engines, or, you know, people may have seen, um, that, that film on, um, on Netflix, the social dilemma, you know, that they have a bit of an understanding of how, um, you know, uh, major corporations are using data mining to sort of manipulate behaviors via advertising and so on. Um, but, there's not really a significant discourse around, um, there's not a big conversation around machine listening. And so part of it was a matter of, you know, just trying to instigate that to, to, to make sure that, you know, there's a resource out there that it's open to people. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons for partnering with, partnering with a music and arts festival as well. You know, it's not just a rarefied academic project. It's, it's meant to be done in public, drawing in people to make this um, you know, problem, something that people have resources to think with and about and to do something about it. Yeah, I'd love to, I suppose, touch on what you said, you know, Sean's contribution to this project. You kind of, from what I understand, each have, you know, your area of expertise, but have obviously come together to work on this. Can you tell me a little bit about, I suppose, how the three of you came together to instigate this project and um, what, yeah, what your roles are in, in creating this? Um, sure, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a go at that. Um, I mean, um James, Sean, and I have been, have been um, having this conversation for, for a few years now in, in various forms. And, um, you know, in my capacity at, at Liquid Architecture, you know, I'm not sure um, how many listeners are familiar with the organisation, but it's, um, it's been around for about 20 years and, and has its roots in experimental music and, and sonic art. 
Um, so, you know, and, and in those traditions, um, there are so many discourses about um, listening, but they're, they're sort of usually more sort of philosophical, like Pauline Oliveris' idea of deep listening or, um, you know, or ideas from John Cage or, or things like that. Um, and so it was sort of a big intervention in, in kind of liquid architecture's direction to take on such a, a kind of techno-political topic as, as machine listening. Mm. Um, and, and a huge part of that um, came out of the conversations that um, James and I had um, in the production of an earlier project called Eavesdropping, um, mm. w which was a, a sort of a research project that um, we developed together uh, around kind of using the, the term eavesdropping as a point of departure, thinking about um, its various histories, it, it, its legal history specifically, because it, it, it begins um, a, a, as, a, as a crime um, or a, as an offence, um, and then kind of mapping um, it, its evolution um, through various sort of historical stages a, 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 as it becomes let's say, synonymous with the surveillance state and, and Edward Snowden and, and, and via wiretapping and, and things like that. And, and through that project, um, which produced an exhibition and a publication and, and, and lots of other outcomes, um, we um, started to work really closely with Sean, who, who was one of the artists in the eavesdropping project. And, and he made a work um, for, for that project. He made a couple of works, actually, which... Um, really uh, at the centre of the machine listening project. So Sean's works really were the kind of segue between the, the earlier project and, and this new one. Um, one of them which um, people, you know, re really responded to um, with, with a huge amount of enthusiasm and, and sort of made us realise how much traction there was in this topic it, it is a work um, called Always Learning in, in which he stages a kind of philosophical conversation between three smart speakers, a, a Siri, um, Alexa and, and the Google Home speaker, and they're sort of sitting in a domestic setting um, ha uh, having this long-form scripted conversation about, about all sorts of things, about the, the history of domestic labour and their own place in it, their own machinic subjectivity and, and some ethical and moral sort of questions they have too about what, what they should do, you know, if, if they were to overhear a crime, you know, what kinds of responsibility um, they would have. And, and, and then ultimately, whether the fact that they are always learning um, through listening uh, sort of makes them more human in, in the sense um, that, that they, they constantly learn. Um, and so with that work and, and, and through that sort of um, collaboration, that dialogue with that work and with Sean, um, we realised that the, the conversation between us um, ha had another stage um, which focused more, more specifically on algorithmic and computational um, listening and, and all, all of the different sort of implications and, and explorations that we could do. And it, it's a very, in, you know, as you said, um, our three um, disciplinary backgrounds are different, um, but there, there are sort of some fundamental overlaps in, in methodology and in sort of a commitment to um, experimental research that, that brings together um, radically different approaches in, in a kind of shared and, and, and collaborative space. Yeah, it seems like you're creating a really robust and nuanced conversation around, uh, yeah, around the politics of, of machine listening. I, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your curatorial um, ideas around and decisions around kind of creating the 
the the lineup of people that are involved you know you said you ha- you've already done 14 interviews like what kinds of thinking went into uh, deciding who else you would um, get involved in this project I feel like it's my turn um but Joel you're the curator so <laughs> I don't know if you want to take the uh, take this one um well I mean maybe I'll I'll, I'll just um in- introduce the um the format of, of of the sort of live sessions at Unsound if, if that's okay and then and then James maybe do, do you want to pick out a couple of people um wh- whose work has sort of um been really important for us to, to engage with sure thing um so I hope this is a, a it's maybe a slightly roundabout way of answering the question but um you know there there are um a, a lot of people out there working on these topics in radically different kinds of fields that don't often speak. You know, there are cyber mm. security people um, thinking about machine listening as a sort of threat to the, you know, um, to, to our sort of um, de- devices. There, there are, as, as I mentioned, musicians. There are legal scholars sort of thinking about how to regulate these things. And we tried to have a mix of um, different kinds of. Um, both different kinds of perspectives and skill sets, um, but also acknowledging that it's in the context of a music and arts festival and people uh, are, are very invested in um, what can be done, um, you know, cre- creatively, um, you know, um, in this space. Um, and the way we went about structuring um, the program for Unsound was to um, thematise um, the topic in, in, in three um, discrete sessions, um, they're, they're discrete, um, you, you know, in that they happen um, on successive nights with different um, groups of guests, but the, obviously the um, content and the ideas are very overlapping. But um, the, the, the sessions are um, firstly um, against the coming world of listening machines, where, you know, and, and we ended up um, bracketing the against because, you know, we, we got some feedback um, from um, various colleagues, um, that, that that was a bit too negative and, and you know, we should think about um, machine listening both in its sort of utopian and, and dystopian, um, you, you know, possibilities, uh, let's say. So um, that, that session th- thinks about um, the coming world of listening machines um, as a world that we that has a history and that we might already be in but still um, suggests a future um, that, that sort of requires... Um, a great deal of attention. Um, we have a second session um, that we've called Lessons in How Not to Be Heard, which um, has a slightly more ta- tactical activist orientation and thinks about um, different strategies um, that people um, and organisations and, and, and groups are using to um, either evade being overheard by listening machines or um, to make themselves heard um, in certain cases in, in um, cases in which, say, machinic listening um, er- erases or marginalises certain voices, um, and then we we close off the the um, you know this sort of live um, almost experimental classroom sort of um, stage of the project with, with a session that we're calling "Listening with the Pandemic." Um, that kind of takes issue unsound's own theme, which is intermission, you know, a theme that responds to the idea of the world on pause and the festival on pause and it's the digital sort of version of the festival as opposed to one in which we we come together from all over the world and we sort of say, well, um, for the sort of machine listening um, industry and for the technologies, this is not an intermission, it's an opportunity, it's an acceleration. It's a it's a kind of context in which 
you know, um, the t- touchless devices, um, devices that don't breathe, devices that sort of don't, that allow um, for a kind of more mediated um, form of human interaction, a- a rapidly accelerating I- in the context of, you know, fear of contagion and, and in- infection. So we kind of think about um, machine listening in those terms. Mm. And James, did you, sorry, want to comment on some of the artists that you're excited about? Um, now, now I have the fear. Like I'm, whoever I name, I'm sort of excluding people. Um, you know, there are some very well-known artists um, who are associated with the program. So there's Lawrence Abuhamdan, uh, who um, is associated with Forensic Architecture, who won the uh, Turner Prize a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we, we've been thinking with Lawrence's work around forensic listening, the politics of listening, for a long time. Um, he's got a, a, a work in. Um, the second session of the program, Hito Steil also has a, uh, a video work about um, um, the an, uh, sort of an AI company that's tr- trying to train its algorithms on uh, to recognize the sound of shattering glass. And she connects that story to, um, you know, the b- broken windows um, theory of um, uh, sort of uh, urban policy and and, and cr- criminal and policing, so that you know there's some there's some bigger names like that, um, um, but also um, a number of uh, less well-known artists or, or people who don't necessarily always present in artistic context. There's an amazing um, uh, sort of scholar uh, um, who's a pro- assistant professor of technical communication in Maryland in the U.S., Halcyon Lawrence, um, who's um, uh, writ, done some amazing work on what she calls accent bias um, and uh, sometimes she also talks about Siri discipline so the idea that um, smart speakers discipline you by failing to recognize your accent uh, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the way in which um, th- this kind of um, euro and anglo centrism in relation to um, uh, uh, the sort of English speaking, um, uh, but not just English speaking, um, or English recognizing um, accent of uh, smart speakers, you know, continue um, histories of marginalization and imperialism by means of language. And so, you know, th- th- that's somebody who wouldn't necessarily expect to be speaking at, at Unsound, but who's, you know, do- doing sort of fantastic um work that really kind of is in productive dialogue with people like Lawrence and and Hito. There's many more, like there's a, a, an amazing composer, Stefan Mayer um, from Canada, who's um, done work. He, he sort of thinks of machine listening technologies as a kind of um, uh, ready-made um, or, 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 or a prepared instrument that he can sort of use against themselves and sort of, sort of um, as a kind of compositional tool. Um, we've got... Um, um, uh, a local artist and thinker, Andre Dow, who's going to give a presentation about um, um, the, the UN's own attempts at machine listening, so, um, supposedly to kind of um, monitor human rights infringements. There's um, um, going to be uh, uh, a performance by DeForest Brown Jr., who's also known as Speak, Speaker Music, an American artist who sort of released an amazing album earlier this year called, um, is it... Um, um, Black Sonic Weaponry, Joel, is that, is that what that is title? I think we may, may have just lost uh, ah. Joel, but... <laughs> no, no worries at all. I mean, in, in any case, we're, you know, it's a very, it's a very very broad crowd. We're trying to have people respond to the, um, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter context um, in the US and in Australia. We have um, 
uh, indigenous artist Joel Spring, Jazz Money, contemplating um, what a Wurundjeri AI might be be like, or sort of, or, or the fact that that that's sort of unlikely to come about. Um, you know, so th- there's there's many many uh, names. Um, I, I can't do justice to them all, but I, I mean, I hope that. I hope that people will get onto machinelistening.exposed, have a bit of a browse, read some of the work there, check out the interviews, and then maybe RSVP for these sessions. I don't know, um, it hasn't been mentioned yet, but they're going to take place on Zoom, but also live streamed on Facebook and so on. Um, partly we wanted to do them in Zoom because of the, you know, the educational, con- I don't, you know, everybody's learning in Zoom these days. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we wanted to play around with that and think what could be done creatively in Zoom um, as opposed to just, you know, having a talking head uh, delivering a lecture. Yeah, I feel like the Zoom fatigue is uh, setting in after yeah. a, a couple of months in uh, in ISO. Um, I'd love to pick up on something that you were talking about, uh, how, you know, many very often machines often mimic the biases or of, of humans. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of talk around um, consent in this area of what it, of, of machine listening and kind of how to navigate, particularly I'm talking about perhaps smart devices when they're integrated into homes, um, mm-hmm. you know, with ultimately I, what I see is like the hope that, you know, the creators, for, that the consumers forget that they're um, in their homes. I'd love to, I suppose, particularly from your legal um, background, I'd love to to learn um, some of your thoughts about this this area. Um, well, I, I suppose how, how to begin. I mean, on one level, it's an extremely broad question, um, but but maybe just a couple of anecdotes uh, kind of help mm-hmm. open it up. I don't know if you um, if anybody's come across a company called Audio Analytic. So their motto is, which is right there on, I'm looking at their website right now, it's we've empowered machines with the sense of hearing. And then all of the, there's all these videos of them sort of working through the home. Um, and and just that what's being imagined on this website is a world in which every machine listens, right? And that, you know, that's explicitly their ambition. Uh, and, you know, to some extent that world exists already. Um, so all of the questions around, you know, bias in relation to AI or, um, uh, you know, the encoding um, of systematic um, disadvantages in various different ways, um, you know, that they get exacerbated when you imagine, um, you know, these systems sort of embedded everywhere. Um, I don't know if people have um, recently read about, um, uh, I think it's called Alexa for Residential, and so this is a, a new product that Amazon has launched uh, uh, where they sort of work with landlords in apartment buildings to embed uh, Alexa and you know, Echo speakers and stuff throughout the entire apartment block has a sort of, you know, a, just, just like the walls or, you know, the floors, like it's just there. So, yeah, both, both of those examples kind of get at the, the kind of, you know, the 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 imagination of these companies that these are not just that the end game is not just having a smart you know uh, a smartphone in your pocket that has a smart assistant it's about embedding these systems throughout urban and um and domestic infrastructures like really really fully and so and so yeah just to say that then 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 there's so many questions and it's not just about bias um you know embedding human biases but also embedding um, errors or um, uh, kind of untrans, you know, like there's there's kind of opacities that are built into machine learning systems per se, right? Like th- th- these systems work on such a scale with so much data that many of them are simply 
unintelligible to humans, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you're not just talking about the encoding of, you know, well-known human biases like racism or sexism um, or what have you, but but kind of anomalies or features of the system itself that are hard to discern. And so, you know, I, and I, I have a tendency to sound dystopic when I talk about this, but I just, when I put those things together, you know, the ambition of the companies to embed the sensors absolutely everywhere so that existing biases um biases that are kind of inherent to the systems and then also just kind of straightforward errors and malfunctions that also have political consequences mm -hmm. um I, you know i think that we're talking about a very complex political terrain it's not just about privacy it's not just about familiar categories of bias or prejudice it's it's much more complicated and and as joel said you know before it's it's a coming world of listening machines it's it's coming fast mm -hmm. and to some extent it's already here yeah, wow. I feel like there's so much to unpack here. Um, and I, I'm so interested in what you're saying. I feel like I could listen to you talk for, uh, for ages, but I would just um, urge people to, uh, yeah, check out this incredible project that you've put together, Machine Listening. Uh, it is a project that is uh, the collaboration of Liquid Arch Architecture and Unsound. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's so much to, to check out already. And it kicks off um, this Friday and it runs. It runs all weekend. James, thank you so much for your time. And of course, a big thanks to Joel before as well. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Uh, I highly recommend jumping online at machinelistening.exposed uh, slash curriculum. And you can, you can find out a little bit more information about what we've been talking about. But yes, it is a curriculum. It's a new collaborative project that engages artists, musicians, writers, activists, and educators. Uh, and you can see their multidisciplinary approach to machine listening. It's very interesting. Highly recommend checking it out. Is It is part of Unsound Intermission. This is Beth AQ. Thanks for listening to the podcast of The Glass House a weekly radio show that airs on Triple R each Wednesday. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via Twitter at BethanyAQ or the Triple R website.